Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church. money, he's living on the streets, he's having a hard time finding a job, all this stuff. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit told me that he's currently doing drugs. And that's one of the reasons why he's, his wife left him, he's not with his kids, and kind of starting everything to the streets. And, and I found that that's a hard thing to just kind of be like, I feel like God says you're on drugs, <laughs> right? Like, well, so that's I was trying to figure out how you say this, and then I just asked him, because we had built up enough, like this just supernatural trust was there, and I just said, hey man, are are you currently taking any drugs? Are you on any drugs? And he just kind of like shame. You could see it came on him and he looked down and he said, yeah, mm. I am. And he lists off all these different drugs he was taking. And I said, okay. And then I just said, have you heard about God? Have you heard about Jesus? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Have you actually heard the gospel? And I talked about how God can set him free. Can set him free from drugs. Can set his, change his past. Can forgive him. Amen. Can change everything. And, and the man, uh, I talked to him, and I pr- and I put out my hand to say, "Hey, do you want to pray and ask Jesus into your life again? Do you want to repent for using drugs? Do you want to give wow. that up and say from this day forward, I'm done with drugs?" And and he's just like, "Okay, yeah." Yeah, absolutely. And so we sit there, this big, huge homeless man guy and this skinny little white kid, right? We're holding hands and we're praying together and he's crying in Burger King and he's giving his life back to the Lord and he's giving up drugs. And so that was my waiting for the bus. I get on the bus, okay? And then I sit next to a dude and I'm like, I don't know who you are. I'm just talking to him. And then I pray and I said, Holy Spirit, do you have anything you want to say to this man? And I see a picture of a glow stick breaking and cracking. And I was like, that's really weird. But I just took a step of faith. I said, hey, this is really weird. But I feel, I'm a Christian. And I just feel like God is saying that you're like a glow stick. And he's kind of like, glow stick. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like he said that you've been really broken. But don't mistake brokenness for like bad things. Like brokenness in the sense, it's it's let the light out of you. And uh, you might be in a season of brokenness. And you feel really broken. You feel really lost. You feel really defeated. But God says you're shining. He's shining through you. He's shining through brokenness. He promised he will be with you in the darkness. Mm -hmm. He's going to be with you through this whole season and all this stuff. And he looks at me and he says, I'm dying of cancer. Well, dang. Wow. And he says, and I'm in the most broken season of my life, and I'm going to wow. Houston so that I can just see my family, and then yeah. I die. I have about a month or two left. Wow. And he, and he just looked at me, and he started tearing up, and he said, God told you that? He's mm. like, that was for me? <laughs> like, I told him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, like, your, your, your brokenness is so beautiful to him. It's so, it's light. You're shining, man. Like, you're shining him. Don't, you know? And, and then he was just like, and he had this really strong, like, southern a- accent, and he was just like, glow stick he's like glow stick he's like god darn it that's beautiful (laughs) and he's like crying on the bus and i prayed with him we asked for healing to come but we said either way hey will you re-give your life back to the lord will you use these months for the lord will you all of a sudden absolutely yes and he prayed and he gave his rededicate his life Wow. this is before getting to the airport to start our missions trip okay so The reason I tell you this is because two men I've never met before, I may not ever meet again until the other side, right? Until we get there. But their lives are impacted, and my life was impacted, and all I was doing was walking from A to B. I need to find a way to get from Dallas to Houston. And walking, the Holy Spirit is doing stuff. Wow. As you're going, as you're walking. Uh, I believe it's because as I started my walk, I said, 
Holy Spirit, do what you want to do. Amen. And, and I couldn't, like I I couldn't make these moments happen. I can't just go and be like, I'm going to make something crazy happen, right? Like, it, it was all perfectly aligned by the Spirit because yeah. I was walking with and by inviting the Spirit. Tonight, basically, I just want to spend like 20, 25 minutes, and I just want to talk about walking with the Spirit of God. And, and my heart is to hopefully inspire you guys to, to be more sensitive to the Spirit, and I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit and, and developing the fruit of the Spirit in your life by walking with Him. Uh, we're going to be reading out Galatians, really this whole section, Galatians chapter 5. Okay, and we're going to start verse 16. It says, he says, but I say, walk by the Spirit. Come on, that's the title. Woo! Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Like, you have this sin nature flesh that is, like, fighting, like, opposing, going against the Holy Spirit, okay? For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do, okay? So you have these fleshly, sinful thing, desires. Of, I want to do this, and the Holy Spirit steps in, and he helps keep you from doing those things. You're like, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, right? Okay? Us in our humanity, our, our flesh, our name, it's opposing the Spirit. Basically, uh, this verse is saying that you have these two warring desires, the Spirit and the flesh, Okay? How do we get free from the flesh? He said it at the very beginning. If you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So many people come to me and they want a message about how, how do you overcome sin? How do I become more holy? How do I defeat this type of sin or that type of sin? We try to put sin in all these different categories, right? How, yeah. Give me a formula for that. Give me a formula for this. But he gives you one answer. He says, if you just walk by the Spirit, wow. then you won't gratify those things. Yeah. That's your answer. That's that's your like your whole conference right there. That's Just the walk by the spirit. Yeah. Right? Walk by the spirit and you will not go after these desires of the flesh. Verse 18. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. I love this verse cuz two things. We see the very beginning he says if you walk by the spirit, you won't go into sin. He says and if you're led by the spirit, you won't go into the law. So often we are tempted to either go into our fleshly nature or sin or tempted to become religious and go underneath the law. Yeah. Right? And he says, if you walk by my spirit and if you're led by my spirit, you will neither go into the law nor into the sin. You can find a way to walk right through that middle with the spirit. Because so many people, maybe there's uh, two groups in here. A lot of times there's two groups. It's the people are like, oh, man, I'm really struggling with these sinful desires. Right? And there's other people where they're like... You're sinful? Oh, man, I can't believe you're doing that. <laughs> they're just judging them, right? Or, or they're like so uh, self-condemning. Like, oh, no, I said a no-no word in my mind. And now I he said sinned, a no-no word. And now no God's no angry word. at me. And now I'm, right? And they, they, they like are so worried about breaking the rules, so worried about breaking the law. And now God is forever disappointed with them or angry at them or things like that. And we can fall into these two different categories a lot of times, right? Have you guys ever done that before? Yeah. Maybe you're in one where like, I'm really struggling with this. Or maybe you're another one where you're just like, I'm really condemning. I really think God's angry at me. I really think he's disapproving of me. I really think we believe these lies because we can't fulfill the rules. Yeah. You have that too? Yeah. And so he's saying if you walk by the Spirit, you will not be in either or. I love the word led. In the Greek, this word, it basically means to take with you. 
And it says to bring to a destination, and I love this one, to attach to one's self like as an attendant, to be like, I'm attaching myself to you. Like I'm here to attend you. I'm here, I'm here to be with you. Like I'm your like attendant, your personal with you, right? I'm attached to you. He says, those who are led by the Spirit, those who have attached themselves to the Spirit, those who, who they say, I am with you, Holy Spirit. They're the ones who don't fall into the law or into the flesh. If this Holy Spirit has laid a hold of you and he's bringing you to destination, if you're accompanying him as you walk, if you've attached yourself to him, then you'll never have to worry. So many of us, we worry about breaking the rules and sinning. And I'm telling you, man, our Christianity, it was meant to walk in freedom, not walk in worry. Yeah. Walk in everything we get, not everything we're worried about messing up in. So much of our Christianity all the time is I'm just so worried about sinning. I'm so worried about disappointing God. I'm so worried about these things. He says, no, just walk with the Spirit. You're going to be fine. There's a freedom that comes there. Christianity was always meant to be about walking with God, not worrying about sin. And so if most of your faith is worrying about how you're messing up, like, that is not the Christianity Jesus paid for. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much more. We are to focus on our freedom. And yet, so often, we are far too focused on the chains rather than the freedom. And the chains that have already been broken. Like, we sit there, we talk about the chains of fear, and the chains of anxiety, and the chains of all these things. And we just talk about them, and we just focus on all these chains. And they're broken, and they're on the ground. And we're picking them up and we're like, they got me real good. They got me. And we're trying to clip them back onto us again. And he's saying, start focusing on your freedom, not the chains. Because people say, oh, I'm just in bondage. Just, no, you're not, according to the gospel. That's right. You believe you're in bondage, but the gospel says you are no longer in bondage. Yeah. Right? And, and so I don't know who, who got you to think this lie. You're not in bondage anymore. That's right. Right? You are free. Focus free on your freedom. A lot of times, too, there's something in us where we um, naturally, we just want to know the rules. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just tell yeah. me what to do, man. Like, have you ever prayed, oh, God, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like, please, please, just be clear. Like, just yeah. tell me. Just tell me, right? <laughs> I see this all the time. I, I know you've never thought this. I work with a, a youth group all the time, and I get this question, how far is too far? Like with your girlfriend or boyfriend, right? Like the Bible says you can't have sex before marriage, right? That's a no-no. That's clear, right? It's like, but, I mean... How far can I go? Right? And Paul's like, there's a reason he didn't talk about that. Because he's like, walk with the Spirit. Yeah, and he'll yeah. convict you and be like, oh, no, not there. <laughs> right? Not like, there. you walk with him. Like, you walk, like, right? I'm being real here. Because if you give rules, you will try to just follow the rules and be like, I'm not in sin because I didn't do this. Yeah. And now you can just live by the law and it's the Old Testament again and it defeats the whole purpose of the cross. Right? And so he's saying, <laughs> he's saying, like, don't, I purposely said, don't do this, but there's this huge area that can seem gray because I'm expecting you to walk with me and I will tell you what to do. Mm. How far is too far? When you feel convicted by the Holy Spirit, you have gone too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back up and be like, that's the boundary now. Ain't going there. Right? Because <laughs> I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's changed from a rule to follow to a relationship to Amen. steward. Do you see how it's, it's shifted here? And so Christianity was always meant about walking with God. He walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden. Right? Cool. And when they sinned, then it broke that. 
And then the law were these fences that came up and said, all right, if you stay in these fences, you'll be fine. He's like, I don't want a fence. I want a relationship to walk with you. I don't, I don't want to follow a rule book. I, I want to follow a friend. The problem with the mentality that I am stuck in sin until I die. There's people, they say, well, just until the day I die, I'm just forever going to struggle with sin. Right? And I get that Like we're in human bodies until the day we die. So there will be temptations, things like that. You're not tempted in heaven. You know, you're like, <laughs> like nothing. you're in heaven. Right? So I get there's temptations. But the idea that I will not be free from my sin until I die, then death is your savior, Whoa. not Jesus. Wow. Dang. Oh, dang. Oh, I thought Jesus was your savior. That means you can be free from sin now, not just when you die. Don't wait for death to come rescue you and pull you out of sin. Jesus already did it by defeating death. That's my past. <laughs> right? Right? But, okay, anyway. Jesus already freed you from sin and the law. You're not meant to walk around worried if you're sinning or not. You're not meant to walk around worried about breaking God's rules. Because it's a relationship now. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh, so he starts to clarify, so what are these fleshly desires? He says sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension. That's like every time you put something on Facebook just to be controversial, stir yep. things up. Yep. Dissension. <laughs> just saying. Division. Every time you get up there and you say something political, yep. just to see and get people angry, that ain't fruit of the spirit. Envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. That's crazy. He puts orgies in the same category as dissension. Ooh, wow. dang. That's like real gross when people get on Facebook and do that stuff. Mm. Just yeah. saying. It likes, like, there's a few times when I feel like righteous anger. Sometimes it's when I see our own people in our own body posting things on Facebook. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's not fruitful. You're just trying to hurt people. Oh, it's so hard. He says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, and I want to encourage you here that that word do, it doesn't mean that if you've done this once. A lot of times people are like, oh, no, I said once. I'm one of those people now. You know? And, and he says, no, the word, if you actually look at do, it, it actually, it doesn't mean like you just did it once. It means to exercise, to practice, to be busy with, to carry on. This is like your lifestyle. This is something you're constantly doing. You're constantly stirring up dissension. You're, pr you're making a practice out of immorality, right? So, so there, that would defeat the gospel if you said you messed up once you're gone. Like, that's not, that's not what he's saying here. He's saying these people are ones who are making a practice out of this. I love this part, though, because that would be so, oh, that would be so depressing if that's the end of the chapter. And you're like, dang. <laughs> wow. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, oh crud. <laughs> right? That'd be so sad. Verse 22. But. Woo! I love when buts are in the Bible, right? I love when there's this moment where it says, but. And it says, because what it does is he, he brings this whole sentence. He's like, but. That means everything I just told you is about to change. Right? Everything yeah. I just said, I'm about to give you an answer for. Yeah. So this is the answer. What is the answer for this? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There's no law. 
You don't have to be worried about sin or law when you're walking by the Spirit. Notice it doesn't call them the rules of the Spirit. <laughs> against, like, or the rules of the Spirit, and these are the law of God. Love, joy, peace, right? No, no, no. It says there is no law. And it says these are the fruit of the Spirit. So many of us, we treat these like rules. I'm not being loving today. God's now mad and angry and I'm sitting. They're not the rules of the Spirit. They're the fruit of the Spirit. Have you guys ever said these like rules? Like, or like, like, uh, yeah, like you felt them like rules before. Yeah. You look at all these things like, oh, I need to do that. 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 How am I going to be gentle? Okay, this is the checklist of the Spirit, right? And it's like, no, no, no. This is the fruit of the Spirit, not the checklist. If I'm a good Christian, I'll do these, like a chore list or something, right? Uh, uh, if I don't, I'll be this horrible fleshly person, right? But it's like, no, no, no. The fruit of the Spirit. I love it. So the word fruit is this word carpos. Everyone say carpos. 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 Okay. Okay. Its first definition is what you think of fruit. Fruit. Okay, fruit. Fruit is the byproduct of a tree that's healthy. It gives healthy fruit. You judge a tree by its fruit. Bad fruit, bad tree. Bad tree. You go like, I love apples. Ooh, it's all small and like rotting. Looks more like an orange than an apple, right? Like, oh, this is not a healthy tree. Trees, okay. The fruit represents the tree. So trees are, they're not conscientious, conscientious, okay? They're not oh. trying to bear fruit. They're not like apple, 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 and it's like, burp, orange, oh. <laughs> like, like, They're not trying to do it, okay? If, it happens naturally if they're healthy. If you don't see the fruit of the spirit of your life, maybe it means you're not healthy in that area. Dang. Because it's a fruit if you're healthy there. Yeah. The fruit is an overflow. It's like this DNA coming out, right, of the apple tree. And so if you're like, I don't have patience in my life, yeah. it's not a rule to try to work harder to do. It's a challenge. I need to get healthier yeah. in patience because the fruit's not there, which means I'm not healthy in this area. If your self-control, if your faithfulness, if your kindness, if your love, if your joy, ooh, your joy, if you don't see a lot of joy in your life, that's a sign of unhealthiness. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a fruit. It doesn't mean you try harder. The tree's not trying harder to produce apples. The tree's not like, oh, God, try harder to make apples, right? It, no, no, no. It has to get healthier. It needs more water. It needs more nutrients. It needs more sunlight. It needs to be pruned of some branches. I actually, I used to work, uh, and I did like, tree like they cut down the tree and I was the guy who hauled all the brush wow. right and there was times where there was these giant branches and they cut them down and I was like why did you do that, that that's so weird and they said well yeah there's certain branches that aren't bearing any fruit and there's certain branches that they're actually growing in the wrong direction they're massive they're weighing down on other ones and they're taking up like their their weight is on another branch and if it keeps growing it's going to snap a whole tree wow. so we cut off that branch so now no wasted nutrients is going in there and it's not weighing down everything. Sometimes if you don't have fruit of the spirit, you need to check what are some branches I need to cut out of my life Dang. that are taking me in a bad direction. What am I pouring nutrients into that's not good? Okay? You, you don't need to try harder to bear more fruit. 
You need to be pruned. You, you, you don't need to work on your patience. You need to feed more on the patience of the Holy Spirit. So this is the practical. What you do is you feed yourself on him in the very area you're lacking in. So say patience. That's everyone, everyone always like patience. Like, I feel like 100% of the time people are like, I need to work on my patience, right? How long <laughs> just, do I have to wait for? So focus on his patience. You will not be more patient by trying to be more patient. You're not going to be like, patience, 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 apple. Apple, produce an apple, like it's not going to work. What you do is you need to feed yourself with more water, more nutrients, more focus on the word of God, look up every verse on patience, ask the Holy Spirit constantly to give you patience. And when a moment when you're stuck and you're in traffic and it's like, oh, I hate this, I just want to be home now, it's going to take an hour, take a moment to stop, say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing right now? And then use that as an opportunity instead of getting angry, an opportunity just turn on worship music and worship. What if the aggravation turned into an opportunity for you to walk with the Spirit? Extended worship. Yeah, extended, <laughs> don't know when it's going to end worship, <laughs> right? So you need to feed yourself with the sunlight, the water, the nutrition of God's Word, His Spirit, His presence, His worship in the same area you're lacking. If you struggle with joy, look up every verse on joy. I've been feeling really weak lately, and so my entire whiteboard is words every verse on strength. And I just stand there and I read these off and I proclaim them and I get them inside of me. Right? I, I'm getting that in. Does that make sense? Yes. So, what you behold you start to become like. If you behold the patience of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're so patient. You're so slow to anger. You're so good to me. That characteristic starts to get inside of you because you're watering yourself with it. If you have a love or a joy issue, it doesn't mean you need to try harder to be loving. It's just a sign that I'm not healthy in how I view the Holy Spirit. My perception of the Holy Spirit is off in the joy area, which is why I don't have that fruit in my life. It's a sign of an area that you even have a disconnect with God in. Because if I'm weak in that area, that means I don't spend time with Him in that area. You see all right? Yeah, I'm okay. All right? Okay. So, it's not a rule to follow. It's, it's getting healthy. So, uh, another thing. Fruit. The Lord was kind of talking about this. That a fruit, an actual fruit, like an apple. The purpose of this apple is to protect the seed inside. Wow. Right? That's the whole point of the fruit. It's like nutrition for the seed. And so, what happens is the apple falls and rolls away. Okay? And then the seed begins to grow and it feeds on the nutrients. It's protected by the apple and then it feeds on the nutrients of that apple to then recreate, plant, like multiply, reproduce from the apple tree, a new apple tree. Does that make sense? So the fruit of the spirit was always meant just like the apple. Fruit, what is a fruit? It encapsulates a seed. The fruit of the spirit, I really believe, encapsulates the seed of the spirit, the kingdom of God. So the fruit of the Spirit is much less of a thing you need to try to do and much more of a fruit used to spread the kingdom of God. Wow. The fruit of the Spirit was always meant to encapsulate and carry the seed of the presence of the Spirit, the kingdom of God, wherever it falls. When you drop the fruit of love or of joy, the kingdom of God has never been planted there. True joy, true love, true fruit of the Spirit will always plant the seed of the kingdom of God. The fruit of the Spirit plants the characteristics of the Spirit. In other people. So if I'm really loving to you, you you just gotta taste of that apple. Mm. And have you ever swallowed a seed before? Yes. 
so many and you just accidentally swallowed a seed of the kingdom of god he said wow that was real love and love just got into you and now there's a seed of god's kingdom inside of them and it bothers them (laughs) and they're like what's different about that person they were so loving what's different about that person so they just took a bite of it i really believe that and then the love it's the fruit that nourishes see that love or that joy that patience nourishes the growth of the kingdom of god because it nourishes the growth of the seed does that make sense to you guys so many think that they want to carry the fruit of the spirit because god is mad at me if i don't (laughs) <laughs> or, uh, but, I, but it's not. It, you want to carry the fruit of the Spirit because it spreads the kingdom of God if you do. Yeah. Fruits don't think of themselves. They think, they don't think. But fruits don't think about themselves, but their purpose is for the seed. What if the fruit of the Spirit is not, the purpose is not for you? What if it's meant to be the seed, the kingdom of God? What if the fruit of the Holy Spirit was meant for you to send out the kingdom of God? That's good. We pray about it selfishly for us. Give me more joy. I need to feel more joy. I want more fruit for me. I want it. But who's the fruit for? First, it's for the kingdom of God. The, the priority is that the kingdom of God. I'm joyful not because I like to feel joy, but because it's what spreads the kingdom of God first, the seeds of the kingdom. Okay? Secondary is for someone else to eat it and now get it inside of them. Third is I get the overflow and I actually feel joyful as well because God's so good that when you give, he, he pours back. But I get the bronze medal. Yo. The fruit of the Spirit, your third. The patience isn't for you as much as it is for the kingdom of God and then for them. And then for you because you start to feel patient. <laughs> but do you see it? Like the fruit, the whole, the seed is not there for the fruit. The fruit is there for the seed. Right? The fruit of the Holy Spirit, I don't have it in my life for me, right? It's in my life for him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if we're talking seed, the word of God is the seed. We see that in parables all throughout scripture. Like the word of God is the seed. And if we're the fruit, then every one of these fruits is for the seed. To protect it, to nourish it, to grow it, to multiply its DNA somewhere else. Okay. The fruit's first goal is not to be tasty. <laughs> the tastiness is an overflow of the nutrients inside of it. Wow. So the nutrients just happens to taste really good. And so for you, when you're healthy and when you're doing this for God first and for other seconds, it starts to taste good for you too. But that wasn't the first goal. It's just an awesome, generous God giving you an awesome byproduct of it feels good for you to be joyful too. I just think sometimes even our prayers are so selfish. God, give me patience for me. Give me joy because I want more joy. Give me it. And it's always meant to first be for the kingdom of God. Does this make sense? Yeah. Is, this, is a little, this is a little maybe abstract and I'm spending a lot of time on this. But like, does that make sense? Right? Yeah. It's not a rules. It's a fruit. Think of it like a fruit. Yeah. The fruit of the spirit is not about your feelings first. It's to spread the spirit. The apple seed spreads the apple tree, right? The fruit of the spirit spreads the fruit. Or spreads the, the spirit. So if you don't have that, then it's a big sign, pretty much, an unhealthy 
relationship. So if you want love, go love people. You'll yeah. get the byproduct. If you want joy, go bring people joy, mm. yeah. and you'll start to feel it. If you want friends, this also works for other things. If you want friends, go be a friend. Yeah. And then you'll get friends. Always, I'm third. God first, then second, I'm third. Right? Yeah. All right, so you guys want to hear what the second definition of this word fruit is? Yes. It's this word progeny and posterity is what it means. Progeny. Who knows what progeny means? Yeah. Knox, maybe? I mean, it means like the person who comes after. Yes, your yeah. descendants, descendants, your kids, what comes after you. It literally means your, your offspring, your kids, what comes afterwards, things like that. The inherited traits. It's like what comes next, the next generation, okay? This is what the word fruit means. So you can read it like this. The children, the, the generations, the, the inheritance of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, yeah. right? All of it, okay? So one time my dad and I, uh, we, we, were, we were at the restaurant, and we were looking to order something. It was Rubio's. We were looking, and he gave me gum, and I was eating the gum. And uh, him and I were both standing there like this. Chewing gum, right? The lady behind the counter was like, oh, you must be father and son. And we we're like, how did you know that? She said, look at you. You stand the same way. Your arms are folded the same way. You chew gum the same way. You have your head back and tilted the same way. And you're looking at this. <laughs> like, she's like, I can tell he's your son because you have these character traits. He's your progeny. He's yeah. your, she didn't say progeny, but like, but she, he carried his traits. And so the fruit of the spirits are the traits of the spirit. They're the characteristics. They're the personality of the spirit. And the more you hang out with the spirit, the more his traits rub off onto you. I'm not sitting there saying, try to be like my dad. Try to, how does he chew gum? How does he stand? That was how one of my favorite he, moments. How does, he, how, does, how does he do that, right? Like, like, I don't do that. I hang out with him, and my traits start to become like him. Yeah. The fruits of the Spirit, they weren't meant to be rules, but characteristics of the kids who are now acting like the Spirit that they're always hanging out with, right? When you hang out with someone long enough, you pick up their traits. That's true. When he says the fruit of the Spirit is this, 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 he's saying the personality, the characteristic traits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience. So the children of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience. The more you have fruits of the Spirit, the more that per his personality is inside of you. The area that I lack the fruit of the Spirit in is probably an area I don't really spend much time with him in. Right? Yeah. The areas, if I'm not joyful, that's a trait for him for some reason I never got. Mm. Probably because I don't hang out with him in that area. Yep. And so it never rubbed off on me. So what's the answer? Focus and hang out with the Holy Spirit in the joy area. Focus on him bringing joy, abundance of joy. Focus on that area. Hang out with him in that area until it gets inside of you. Mm. Someone who's really carries a lot of the Holy Spirit or a lot of the fruits of the Spirit just means they've spent a lot of time with Him. Yeah, that's and good. His personality traits have caught. Mm. You know, He's saying these aren't rules; these are personality traits of those who hang out with Him. And so I would ask myself, okay, what area 
do I struggle with the fruits of the spirit? That's the area. It's a good sign of the area that I don't really know him well in. Wow. And that's the area you need to start hanging out with him in. You just doing okay? I'm going a little long yeah, here. I'm okay. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah? Okay. We have a few, just a few minutes, then we'll, we'll tie it together. So, okay, so the last thing here, I could go on that for a long time. That's a long buddy trail yeah. there. So I uh, just gave you the first couple steps down that trail. So, <laughs> so you can go down that one on your own, okay? So the last one, the word carpos. Everyone say carpos. Carpos. It has a third meaning. What? Crazy. It's the gift that keeps giving. Praises which are presented to God as a thank offering. A thank offering. Every time I love, it's a thank offering. It's a praise of worship to my God. Every time I walk with the Spirit and I choose joy, because it's on Him. Come on. When a dad sees his kid has his attributes, he's like, oh, that's me. They look just like me. When you're joyful, your dad is like, it's, a, it's an offering to him. I'm just like you. And it just fills his heart. It's like worship. It's like praise. Every time you're patient, it's a worship. Every time you're kind and good and faithful. When you're faithful to your job, it's a thank offering to God. Lord knows. When you're faithful to your word, oh, your yes is yes, no is no. You're faithful. Dang. You're like him, and it's a thank offering back to him. A praise back to him. Whenever I show self-control, I want to do that, but I don't because I feel that conviction. Oh, man, I'm just telling you, he's like, that's a sweet, smelly offering (laughs) to him. That's like beautiful, like fragrance, like a beautiful candle lit fragrance to him, right? This is what it is. But the praises, so read the the verse again with this definition. The praises and the thank offerings to the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Worship unto the Spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness. And he was touching it. So about the words, it's that heart I'm getting. Yeah. Verse 24, and those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit, like I'm walking with him. Like a guide walking with him, keeping in step with him. And he says, watch out for this step. Step over here. Walk with me here. We're good for a while. We're just going to coast together. It's a guide walking with you. Keep in step with the Spirit. Your sin nature is dead. He just said he crucified it on the cross. So you have a choice. You can either have your guide be this dead nature, this dead corpse guiding you through life, or the Spirit of God. Don't I just kept saying this, and I'm stuck on this. Don't make a rule book of the Spirit. Make a friend of the Spirit. Yeah. Mm. Don't make a rule, make a friend. Don't follow a rule book. Walk by the Spirit. Mm. So some just quick practicals. How do you do this? How do you start to steward that? Uh, I just start in every day with the Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good night, Holy Spirit. Invite Him when you're going for a walk. Come, Holy Spirit, when you go to work, Holy Spirit, come with me. Like I did on the walk at the very beginning of this, I invited him to walk with me. And then crazy stuff happens. Mm-hmm. He just needs an invitation. He just wants to come. Invite him to come. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, invite the Holy Spirit into every part of your day. Daily ask, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? I'm doing this all the time, and I'm asking you to get better. And, and in worship, I sit down and just say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And then I looked over, and I saw Becca here, and I saw this banner of love getting waved over her. And I was like, that's what he's doing right now. You're walking with it. It's not a formula. I can get every ministry time looks the same. You sit here and you say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Okay? So ask him questions. Where you see, this is another practical, where you see the fruit is weak, study and declare God in the opposite. So start eating that fruit of whatever the opposite is. Like I said, strength. I've been struggling with like fatigue, so I've been pushing into strength. And it's like changing me. I can feel it, right? And so, and then finally, refuse to listen to condemnation. Don't listen to that law. But listen constantly and ask, what are you saying about this Holy Spirit? What's he saying? Let's stand up together. We're done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Did you guys get something good out of that? Yeah. I really yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Got some good fruit? Yeah. It tastes good? Yo, I got good. Fruit. Awesome. It's for him first, though. Sorry. Yeah. And you can get it later. No. <laughs> but I'm glad the after fruit was good. <laughs> right? Awesome. Hey, let's just pray together. And we're wrapping it up. Holy Spirit, come. We love you. We invite you into every part of our life. We invite you to dwell with us. We don't want a book to follow. We want a spirit to guide us. Even the Bible, as we follow the Bible, we know it was written by you, Holy Spirit. And so uh, the book points us to encounter with you. And so as we follow the word of God, we're following your words like a guide as you're guiding us. And so we say, get the word of God inside of us. Get yeah. your spirit inside of us, God. God, God whatever area we are legal, we, we invite you to, this is a scary prayer, we invite you to expose the fruits that's the weakest in our lives. We invite you to, to expose, show those things, light those lies up, show them to us, God. And would we not look at them like rules to follow? Would we not look at them like you're disappointed that we don't have them? No father says, I'm so disappointed you don't have my attributes. <laughs> but the father says, hey, we need to spend a lot more time together. So, Father, we come to you and we say, uh, we say, change us. We want to spend more time with you, Holy Spirit. We invite you to change our minds, change our hearts, change our thought process. Uh, we invite you to just make our character like your own. Make our personality like your own. Would the fruit of joy be in our life, the fruit of faithfulness and gentleness and kindness, self-control, would these all be in our life, first and foremost, to spread the seed of your kingdom, the seed of your word, the seed of your presence, Holy Spirit. And everywhere we are joyful, God, would the kingdom be planted. Yes. It's first for the kingdom and for the others. And I thank you, Lord. You're so good, though, that in doing all that, you change us as well. You're such a good dad. We love you. We commit our hearts to you. We commit our lives to you. Would you steward the fruit inside of us, God? Cut the branches that don't need to be there. Cut them down. Steward them inside of us, God. We invite you. And I feel like this, I feel like a word for everyone. No longer pray that stupid prayer. If you ask for patience, you'll get trials. What a fear mentality. Yeah. Wow. Why? If I ask for fruit, why? What? A good father does not do that to his kids. He doesn't yeah. give his kids a scorpion when he asks for bread. If you ask for the fruit of joy, why would he give you like horrible pain? Mm -hmm. No way. No way. Opportunities might arise where you get to invite the Holy Spirit to give you joy. Right? 
So, Father, we, we break that lie right yes, now in Lord. the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah that I shouldn't pray for the fruit because then the opposite would happen. We're not afraid. We trust our guide. Yes, Lord. We trust you as our guide. We love you, Holy Spirit. In your name. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsandmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.